One thing I don't really care for when people do podcasts is when they do self-serving podcasts. I have a real problem with that. I understand that there's a concept of, I own this podcast, I'm in charge of this microphone. I get that. Ultimately, there is some truth to that, right? You own the microphone, you own the podcast, do whatever you want with it sort of thing. Yeah, it's true. But the fact of the matter is, I feel like there's some sort of responsibility in terms of being entertaining or being informative. You sincerely need to do things with the user or the listener in mind. So, as I sat down today thinking that I would get something out, maybe a nice little 15-minute podcast to keep people interested during the off weeks, I'd come up with an idea of what I was going to say today. The title of today's little mini-podcast is I Was Not Invited to My 30-Year High School Class Reunion. Many of you out there who listen to this podcast know that I was born in Chicago and I lived there until the year of 1987. I was 16 years old. On my 16th birthday, we moved from Chicago to Wisconsin. For many years prior to that, from the mid-70s, we used to take vacations from Chicago to Wisconsin and we fell in love with the area. It is not hard to do. Those of you who have not been to south-central Wisconsin, you should really take the opportunity to come and see it at least once, and especially during the summer or fall. It is absolutely gorgeous. Rolling hills, lush green fields, beautiful blue sky. If you come from an urban environment the way that I did, this is like a wonderland. You never really expected anything to look like this. So when we came here the first time to visit some former neighbors from our old neighborhood who had moved back to the country. We, we were like the, the flowers in the attic kids being let out for the first time, all pale and pasty, and we were squinting at the sun. I, I mean, I guess I could speak mostly for myself and what I remember, but even though we were outside a lot as kids and we got around a lot as far as the neighborhood and the city and the lake, we didn't really experience a lot of free range, a lot of open spaces, and it was a very unique thing for us, or at least as much as I can remember anyway. The opportunity came up in the mid-80s for us to relocate, and there was some talk about relocating to another area, a suburb of the city. And then there was talk about relocating to Wisconsin. 
And a lot of it was because of the fact that our neighborhood was really bad. A lot of high crime. So we determined that we were going to move someplace where that wasn't an issue. Though the suburbs would have been probably sufficient for a short period of time, eventually it would have, as gentrification of the downtown area and the near downtown area started to expand, we would have not been able to afford to move back into our old neighborhood, and we also would not have been able to maintain safety in the suburbs as it was. Most of the places that we were looking at are now almost as bad, if not worse, than where we lived. So it's kind of interesting that way. We sold our house. We moved to Reedsburg because Reedsburg, Wisconsin is where we had spent the most amount of our time when it came to coming and staying in Wisconsin. And our vacations and our visits to the town, though brief, were always very nice. The townspeople were very friendly and always willing to say hello and wave at you and we found it quaint. What we found when we moved here, though, was that the town wasn't quaint at all. In fact, it was, well, downright unfriendly. And what we've come to understand over the years is that people who live in a town their entire lives or the most of their lives recognize people who are new and these are people who haven't heard their story yet. And so here's a new opportunity for somebody to listen to them or maybe to give them something like money or time. And I know that this sounds pretty embittered. It's been 32 years. So looking back at this now as I'm older and hopefully a little bit wiser, maybe I am a little embittered about it. I was a transfer student my junior year, and there were a number of people who were very friendly. But I came to find out why they were friendly. There was a lot of ulterior motive behind their friendliness. But when you're 16, you don't really have the tools to handle these things. I would not say that I came here being a popular kid in my previous high school or in grade school but I could definitely come here saying that I felt comfortable in who I was at that moment, in so much as a shy kid could feel comfortable, I suppose. I did have interest in girls who wouldn't give me the time of day, and I did want to make something of myself in terms of reputation and being a musician or an artist or something of that nature, something that made me seem bigger than I really was. You see, my grade school friends will tell me that I was always hoping something would happen, a flash of lightning or maybe <laughs> some sort of exposure to gamma rays which turned me into some sort of superhero because I really felt like I needed to be something more than what I was and I didn't really know that I had the tools to do that sort of thing. So 1987 came along and we moved here. I had guitar in hand. And the ability to draw, which I thought was pretty cool. So these were the things that I thought I could dangle in front of people and be friends with them. But for the first real time in my life, I was terribly shy and felt very inadequate. I was not well received. And I took it personally. So personally, in fact, that 
as the school year went on, my junior year, which was a very challenging one for me, being the butt of jokes and being ostracized because I was quiet, had long hair, was sensitive, did things that other people didn't necessarily do as far as art and music. It was really hard. It was hard. I felt there were a lot of times in my life where I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to go to school and I didn't want to face the same people who were bullying me, essentially. I never thought that I would be bullied, first off. And secondly, I never thought that I would be bullied by people who, well, quite frankly, at that point in my life, I felt were not as smart as I was or not as talented as I was. Perhaps I put on an air of aloofness. But the fact of the matter was, I was hit pretty hard with disdain at best and apathy for the most. It finally culminated at the end of my junior year. One day at home, I asked to take a day off from school. It was the skip day everybody was talking about at that point. A day when nobody came to school. And I had missed a lot of class towards the end of my junior year based on the fact that I simply didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be called nicknames like Elvis and Acid and Trasher and things like that any longer. So, being a good kid, I went to my mom and I asked her if I could take the day off, which she was not very happy with because I had taken a lot of days off. I'd taken a lot of sick time because I really wasn't feeling well. She countered by saying, I can't give you the day off. You've already taken too many. And that is what opened the floodgates, which I let her know everything that was going on in my life at that point, which I had kept from her for her own happiness. Prior to our moving, I had a conversation with my mom in which she asked me if I really felt like this was the thing to do. Like I could finish out my high school in Chicago and then move after that. But I felt no. Because of the next generation, my nieces and nephews that were coming along, and the opportunity was just right for us to do this, I wasn't going to be the person who was going to hold it back. Now here it was ten months later, and I had lived through ten horrible miserable, lonely, sad, depressing months. And I finally let her know everything that was happening. She had a really hard time with it. She didn't know how bad things were. And she made an offer to return to Chicago. And in seeing her response to this, somewhere inside of myself I felt some courage in which I said, no, I am not going to let them push me out. After that summer, I returned to school as a senior and made two really close friends 
who I maintained for a number of years. One of them committed suicide before he was 21 years old. The other I am still friends with to this day. We speak occasionally. Because I still was battling back from being an outsider. I just happened to find other outsiders. And I also was able to relate to younger kids who were picked on considerably. But I was never more happy to see a day come in my life than my high school graduation, so much so, in fact, that I did not stay out on the field that day. In fact, my friend Paul, whom I mentioned, had killed himself just two years later. He and I left. We took off and tried our best to find some place for us to fit in and ended up going to a barn party somewhere, standing in the corner of the room where drunken people came up to me saying, I always thought you were cool. And it just burned deeper and deeper. I'm grateful that I didn't have a number of the things going against me that some kids do now. And certainly grateful that there wasn't such a thing as Facebook 30 years ago. I understand kids who snap and take out their frustrations on their classmates. At that moment in your life, everything seems to be the most important. You don't know how long everything is going to go on, but because you're so persecuted, you feel as though how you feel at that moment will last that entire time. Ultimately, when I left high school and didn't feel as though I needed to fit in with anybody or anything, it's when my life started to actually take shape. And I made friends through places where I worked, went on and took a year of college, experiencing things that were in other communities or people from other communities made me feel a little bit better and almost, uh, almost like I had when I was in Chicago to be able to say, okay, there's more than just this little podunk cow town and the people who are treating me poorly. <laughs> so... I left. I left as a teenager thinking that I would never come back. You see, I moved here, in fact, thinking that, especially after that first year, that I would go back to Chicago and never come home, which never did happen. In fact, in the ensuing years, I met a number of other people, lived in Madison for a short period of time, lived near the Wisconsin Dells for a short period of time, moved back to Reedsburg. 19 years ago. I've lived in Reedsburg probably longer than most other people who are my contemporaries have lived in Reedsburg. I've done a number of things in the ensuing 19 years trying to make things a little bit easier for people like myself. So 
making an attempt to bring in art and culture and being around the people who do that and expand music performances and even opened a little coffee shop where people who didn't feel like they had a place to go, didn't feel like they had a crowd, didn't feel like they had others who thought the same way. This was a place for them. It was a place I didn't have. Turns out, Reedsburg wasn't ready for that. I don't know that Reedsburg will ever be ready for that. And in fact, I give a huge amount of gratitude to places like Reedsburg Arts Link, but there's still a bit of embitterment as far as whenever I see something that actually doesn't work, I have this resigned feeling of, well, it's Reedsburg. But what happened in my lifetime of being a Reedsburg resident almost always had nothing to do with other Reedsburg people. My best friend is actually from Palatine, Illinois, and another really close friend is from Beloit. And the woman I love and I'm married to, she's not from Reedsburg either. In fact, what we come to find as being our most favorite things to do incorporate being other places besides Reedsburg. We travel quite a lot. We go places to see music, live music, and to experience cultures and art that is not available here. In fact, in the last 32 years, I've done everything I could do short of actually moving out to get out. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for these 19 years. I'm grateful for these 32 years. I'm grateful for the things that they have proven to me and, and that I've proven to myself. And in fact, I looked back over my Facebook friends, and I know that that's not really a good gauge in which you could determine where your life is because people always put their best face forward, right? But the amount of people who are friends of mine on Facebook who are my contemporaries, and I don't mean people that went to the same high school that I did around the same time. I'm talking about people who are from my class, the class of 1989, less than 10. The amount of friends that I have since then is the vast majority of the people who are friends on my, my account. And almost 20 people who are friends of mine are friends from childhood and grade school. Men whom I call brothers, women whom I call sisters, people that I call family. So this weekend, when the 30th class reunion came and went, and I was never invited, and I've seen people who are my Facebook friends attending things, and not even a mention from them to me, like, are you going to be there Saturday? I was originally embittered by it. I was originally angry. I was originally hurt. And then that old resignation came along, which isn't really much better, I'll be honest with you. But as I've had the opportunity to sleep on it, and I think about the things that I did do this weekend, and I think about the good people that I spent time with, and I think about people who are complete 
strangers who said the nicest, most wonderful things to me at music events and at performances. The opportunity to meet people like the Idy family and the McCluskey family and all of the people that I've met at places like Larry Fest that I just played at recently or in the Wisconsin Dells, people who are following the Jayco band and people who are really uplifting my spirits, I think to myself, this never would have happened if I hadn't moved to Reedsburg 32 years ago. Never. I never would have found the people who make a difference in my life. So though I sat here and started this whole thing out, and I, I swear to you I have no script in front of me for this you can probably imagine based on the fact that I'm rambling quite a bit throughout this. I have no script in front of me for this entire thing, and I started this out as being a big fuck you to everybody. Class of 1989, Reedsburg Webb High School. I have to say that I'm grateful for being here in Wisconsin, and I'm grateful for my family, and, I'm, and, and family includes the people who make a difference in my life. And I am sad. I am sad that I wasn't invited to any of the events, and I'm sad that people whom I, I deem to be friends still had nothing to offer to me. But I'm not sad for me. I'm sad for all of you. I'm a pretty great guy. <laughs> I've, I've not deserved the cold shoulder that I've received. And though I walked around quite a bit wondering why, I don't wonder that anymore. In fact, it's your loss. So, to the Reedsburg Web High class of 1989 who did not invite me to the 30th class reunion, here's to 30 more. <laughs>